Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Bobby. Today, I'm having coffee with Jack Hayworth. Jack is a former pro tennis athlete, then went into physiotherapy and strength and conditioning. He is currently a PhD student, a model, and a huge mental health advocate. Jack, how are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. That that intro came across better than I thought it would. That sounded that sounded better than I am. <laughs> I doubt that. I doubt that. You're incredible. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> so what's been new happening in your world lately? Yeah, so obviously I am in the land of the UK. Um, so it's pretty COVID central over here. We we still are in lockdown. We can't really do too much. And and this kind of increased nature of just being able to do chuffle, absolutely nothing, has meant in the UK like this massive, massive rise in mental health issues. Um, so with my life, what I'm doing currently is I'm working with a few different charities in the UK. So I work with a different charity called Mental Health Change, Young Mental Health Change. And I also run a company called Life. We're essentially trying to create proactive, preventative measures in schools and kind of just educating about mental health, personal development, like all the stuff that, you know, when you're an adult, you learn, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I never got taught this in school. So it's all that kind of stuff, just how to be a, a, a good human being and really look after yourself in a, in a very fast paced world. So that's what I'm doing right now. And that is so key. I mean, I never learned this in school. Like this whole aspect, it was like, okay, there are three aspects of health. There's physical health, mental emotional health and like social health and well-being and that was it that was all that was talked about it was like mental health is what deals with your mind and let's close the book this is the end of the topic so seeing that you're going into the schools and educating and providing information to students and kids like this is mind-breaking you know like this is going to transform the next generation yeah, you know what, it's, it's, a, it's a weird one because, you know, I'm, I'm not making any bones by saying I'm the only one doing this. There's, there's many other people in the UK and I'm sure in the US as well uh, doing this kind of stuff. It's more just like, I don't know if you've experienced or, or, or kind of understand mental health in any way. It's like, there's a lot of theory around it. There's a lot of stuff that's like, this is research. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm a PhD student. I'm massive all about the research life. However, there's very little kind of practicality behind you know mental health so it's the whole kind of premise of you can create the cure for cancer but if people don't take the pill it doesn't work and that's kind of the the premise that I'm getting across it's like the theory is the stuff that works obviously however when you actually apply it to real people in real life with real struggles it's not their top priority you know when we when often we talk about kind of the different measures that we can take so you know mindfulness and meditation and these tend to be the ones that come to the forefront of people's mind and I absolutely use both of them they have to be part of something that's a little bit more structured because using something without intent so for example me doing yoga without the intent of you know trying to release and trying to open up different areas in my body it doesn't tend to work very well so it's all about kind of understanding we need to bring practicality to mental health we need to create stuff that people are actively going to use and there's not going to be that thing that says ah I can't bother with it. I won't do it. Um, so, so that's kind of the, the area that we come from. So what we're trying to do is essentially um, bring self-awareness to the forefront of people's minds. Ultimately, especially during COVID, one of the big reasons that there was a massive amount of mental health issues was because 
we were sat like with our own mind. There wasn't any distractions. There was nothing else. We were just in a room a lot of the time with ourselves. And we were like, oh, what do we, what do we do now? There's only so much scrolling through social media I can do. And you're sat with your own mind and you start to play this whole picture out in your head and you start to catastrophize and you start to think of all these, these kind of crazy things. And, you know, it's because we don't act, we're not very aware of who we are. We're not very aware of, you know, where we fit into the world. And I think understanding that from a young age can mitigate a heck of a lot of these problems, you know, it's, it's, it's a huge area that's not really looked into too well. Let's dive into this a little more because becoming self-aware and what most of us have had to do and move into this realm of it as adults or even kids these days is, I mean, kids aren't seeing their friends. We're not seeing friends as much. We're doing things digitally on Zoom. And you're right. There's only so much scrolling that we can do. How does one sort of become more self-aware and get into this positive space in their mind instead of just going down the rabbit hole of everything is doom. Like, I, there's so much judgment out there. I'm not at the right place. I'm not enough. I'm not worthy of this. Yeah, like that, that's an amazing question. And I think it, it starts from having the mindset of everything's all okay. Like everything's okay. Whatever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever you've done, it's all okay. Obviously, we're, we're not talking about outside the constraints of, you know, laws and whatever, but everything's just okay. Wherever you are is okay. That's, that's where you need to start with because ultimately one of, one of the big things that is the reason that people can't become self-aware is because they don't know where they are. They don't know where they are to start with in order to excel from. So having that mindset of just where I am is okay. Not going, oh, I'm in this dead end job and it sucks. It's like, I'm in this job. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah cool that's that's something that you need to write down okay that's where I'm at that's that's current that's right now um and and just creating a really clear list and not getting down at yourself about it but just a clear list and just being brutally honest with yourself where am I and I think there, there is this natural thing that's difficult because with education you have this thing that you're never supposed to harm do not harm that's like the biggest thing that we do with all our research with everything however close you have to get close to the point where you're um you need change in order to create change you have to get to the point where you realize something is wrong for you to create change if you're in this land of this kind of pantomime where we're all pretending to be really happy yet you know people are going home crying and then obviously the escalation of that turns to people losing their lives um, it just needs to be you know an openness is around around this subject and just Create that, create that idea of where you are. Once you know where you are, you can then excel from. So what we do in our little program is, yeah, we create someone's identity. We ask them, what are your core values? You know, what, not, not what you are professionally. You're not a physio. You're not a business management. You're, you're, who are you as a person? So we get people to jot down their core values. And, and this is just a list of a few words that people kind of resonate with. So for me, some of the words were like authenticity, being real, purpose, passion, all these kind of things that are symbolic to me and how I want to exude myself to the world. And then from that, narrowing it down into three, what I call like non-negotiable traits. So it's three things that you ultimately want to live by. Um, <clears throat> not necessarily things you have. It can be things you uh, aspire to have in people. So for, for me, authenticity is huge. 
relentlessness or resilience is huge as well, being able to kind of overcome situations and also being energetic towards everything we do. So once you can kind of, instead of looking at this, all the white noise of where you're actually at, just break it down nice and simple. Let's, let's bring it down all the way to three words that kind of resonate with ourselves and then understand roughly where we are. And then from that, you can do wonders because ultimately the way you change isn't by going tomorrow, I'm going to do three hours of working out and I'm going to eat perfectly and I'm going to meditate and I'm going to be productive because it just doesn't work. Your body goes, ah, no, that's too hard. Don't work. The way you actually create change is something called marginal gains. And it's essentially when you do 1% extra or try and add 1% of your energy or productivity or something to yourself every single day, make 1% improvement. And then over day to day, to day, to day, to day, it adds a power of 10. So you constantly multiply, multiply, multiply. And at the end of the year, you're in a completely different place where you were before. And, and having that, having that mindset as opposed to the mindset of I'm in a rush, I'm 24. Why haven't I got my life figured out yet? Like what's going on? I've seen all these kids on TikTok, man, they're millionaires. Like, why am I not there? Just going, Whoo! let's just take it down a notch. Okay. We're young. We can, you know, even whatever situation you're in, you're always young in your mind. You can be wherever you're at. You can turn your life around very quickly. Understand where you're at. Bring it down to the basics and then understand that it's all about marginal gains, small things on a day-to-day basis. And I've rambled for a very long time now, so I'll let you speak. No, it's great. I'm like, oh, you're hitting the nail on the head with this because it is so true. Like that curve grows exponentially. And whether you take small steps to start with meditation every morning or in the evening, spending 10 minutes of quiet time, like making a gratitude list, like this stuff adds up. You might see it as the first couple of days of like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I'm getting into this, you know, but it, you're right. You have to become brutally honest with yourself and taking that step. I feel for a lot of people is the hardest step to get into it. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think, I don't actually think there's many kind of ways in which you can, it's like with everything. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you want to lose weight, you know, ultimately you have to do it yourself. No one can lose that for you yet. Not liposuction. We can't do that. Okay. Like no one can actually do that for you. You have to kind of do it yourself. And I think it's the same with mental health. You have to make those first steps yourself. And, and what you've said about kind of, you know, making those small steps, the mindfulness, the meditation, it's all just understanding like what do you actually want to achieve with those things you know because you don't want to do stuff in a way that's a waste of your time you want to do stuff in a way that you're like I'm improving this about myself I'm allowing this to let go so my stress is lower so it's with everything it's all about linking it to something that's kind of more important to you because in reality if you just break down mindfulness as a thing it's like that's boring Like it could, you you know, it could be perceived as that. So it's about thinking, okay, what's this like 30 minutes of just being mindful in a silent room doing for me? Okay, maybe it's letting me have some time with my own thoughts where I can be self-aware. I can truly reflect on myself and think, ah, you know what? I wish I was here or I wish I was there. Okay, why am I not there? And you you let that process happen. You let it happen. And I just think having the, the correct intent with everything you do is, is the premise of what we're working on here. You know, if you go to the gym and you have no goals, it's very hard to lift weights. If you go to the gym and you get on the treadmill and you're like, cool, like two, 
Like, like, what does it? What nothing? It doesn't mean. I anything. made it here. Like, I'm on it. Now <laughs> I gotta press the power button. You know. Yeah. It's like, you know, am I running one mile or or two kilometers, or am I going ten miles or fifteen kilometers? Yeah, exactly. Like for for example, with with yourself, like with someone who's starting a podcast and and doing these things, like what are your goals in life? It would be good to do like a, a little kind of in person thing. Like, what are your goals in life? Um, so a little backstory. So I was in event marketing for mm-hmm. over 10 years and, you know, always have done creative things from photography to content creation. And then throughout all my travels across the world and the U.S., like I was traveling 90% of the time working events pre-COVID. And then, you know, my joy was meeting people and talking to people at coffee shops or restaurants, mm-hmm. wherever I was. And that's how I would learn the lay of the lands and find out like the local finds without going to a website and figuring stuff out. And then I fell in love with hearing people's stories. So COVID hit, I wasn't seeing people like you. And it was one of the things where like, I need that connection. I had family around, I had, you know, which was a blessing to be able to have family but there are still those times that you're like I just need to hear somebody else's story and connect and then it hit me I was sitting outside in Houston on the patio and I was like you know what I'm gonna start doing more lives like I had done previously on Musical.ly and just get back into connecting with people so I started it and you know it's grown so much into this podcast and like we're connecting today and goals for it is just to continue to hear people's story, continue to connect um, with others. And you never know how one person that you meet, you can impact their life or they can impact yours. And that's sort of like the whole essence of all of this is just learning people's story, connecting and seeing where it goes from here. Like there are numerous options, you know, whether it turns into books, whether it turns into series, you know, there's numerous ideas that I have creatively in my head. Um, but yeah, I'm just rolling with it right at the moment. And, and what you've said that is like really cool because you're, you're being like fluid. You're accepting that because, you know, I, I am like, bear in mind, the only reason I do this is because it's not because I think I'm like better than people in any way. It's because I'm definitely worse. I'm worse than most people because I've, I've done all the bad stuff. I've done everything that's, you know, makes you not be successful. I've done all those things. And that's the only reason I talk about it now. Cause I'm like, oh my God, this was all stupid that I was doing before. But one of the things you mentioned there is you're, you're, you're happy with the, you know, the process, if you want to call it, or you're happy with just doing you're happy with the like talking to me like this is almost your joy as opposed to the result of oh I'm going to gain like 50 followers or like you know there's not that obviously that's something you probably monitor but it's like it's that's not the intent the intent is what you've just said it's you've been around the world you've connected with loads of different people like this is cool I like hearing other stories you know you're in the mindset similar to me like everyone that we meet is our superior in one way or another you know for example with yourself you might be better at you know I can't remember the exact things you do but you talked about creative stuff I'm not that creative so you're probably better in that and then you know other people will be better in different areas so it's all about kind of learning from one another but yeah the key thing you mentioned there is, is focus on the process have the bigger picture in mind but just just be okay with everything like that, that's literally it. it's just 
It's just about everything's okay. Wherever you're at, it's all okay. Like I always say to people, like, um, to be born on this planet, yeah, it's like a 400 trillion to one odds, which I, I just find ludicrous. I, like Every time I think about it, I'm like, oh my God, how crazy is that? It's so crazy. And and then we're kind of, you know, if we're in a, a country, so I'm in the UK, you're in the, you in the US, I assume. Yeah, I was just... Right. So like we're in the US and UK, like we're already in the 1% of the world probably with earnings, like already. So like having that perspective of what it is that we are, we are looking for, because we're all like, why aren't we doing more? We're already in the 1%. Let's just be okay with that. Like, that's pretty damn good. Like, just, just be okay with that. And then, you know, instead of, you know, constantly trying to chase ideology. So we look into, so, and we'll probably get into social media now. Like we look into the, ideologies of influencers and we look into the lifestyles they live and we we aspire to have the lifestyle in, te- in instead of aspiring to be an expert or be great at something which th- those guys are ultimately a lot of the influence you see they they were great at maybe social media marketing or maybe they were great at being an amazing fitness guy they knew everything or maybe they were an amazing mental health advocate whatever they were they were great at what they did and then they got recognized for it as opposed to going for, I want to be famous. I want to have all these followers and all this and all that. I think you've got to fall in love with the thing as opposed to the, the outcome. Exactly what you've done. For sure. And it's not about the followers. And I'm sure people look at it and like, oh, you have this person on because they've got so many followers and that. But it's nice. The connection and the story. And when you realize that, when you break it down, like followers are just a number like for anybody listening and they're in the world of social media and wrapping their head around how many likes they're getting on a post or who is seeing certain content or, you know, a post that went semi-viral, you know, or it got more attraction. Like, sure, it gives you like instantaneous happen happiness. Like if it happens to you, you're like, oh, like I'm glad this one popped, but you know, that's, at the end of the day, isn't what brings you continuous joy. And when you realize that, and like you said, it's the content behind it, you have to have that thing. And then when you do that, then it attracts. Hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, it's weird though. It's it's also just with with social media, I think again, you've got to kind of be self-aware because like when I post, I used to like my social media used to be like traveling, modeling stuff. That was kind of mm-hmm. like my vibe on there. And I got up to like, I don't know, like 7,000 followers or whatever, as I say, just a number. And then like recently, probably the last kind of two, three months, I was, I was kind of getting frustrated because I was like, am I like part of the problem? Am I like posting this stuff? This isn't really my lifestyle, but obviously part of my life is posed in front of the camera. So it's kind of my lifestyle. But then is it going to be, be having a bad effect on people? Is it going to be making people think that that's what they need to be? So I, I kind of switched it up completely and tried to show like a, a more what actually happens in my life. So I tried to do this like almost like a life lesson kind of vibe. Every day I do like a life lesson of what I learned and it, it could be to do a business. It could be to do with myself. It could be anything. And I lost like, I don't know, like 2000 followers. And I was like, oh, this is cool. But I lost 2000 followers. And although initially I was like, oh man, that sucks. Like 2000 people are not interested in my life anymore because it's not, it's not flashy. It's not right. a picture. It's not like, oh, look where he is. It's just because it's he's a normal guy, and that's not appealing anymore. And I think that, like, yeah, it's, it's weird how first of all that made me feel like, oh, that sucks, man. 
And then it's also weird how even when I post now and I try and do the stuff that's more like actual helpful, maybe there's a small party that's like, oh, you know, like is, is what you're doing worth it? Is it is it worth it? Because we're always comparing our worth with people's expectations of us or people how people value us instead of just thinking that no let's just be ourselves let's just be authentic let's actually show what we're feeling and maybe just maybe people might follow it and people might like it like for example with me now like since I've been posting this stuff initially it was like and it's gradually just crept back up and you're like oh well these people are the people who we want to see this stuff there is people that are interested and there is there is always people who are interested in what you're doing you know, this is why we're having this chat today. I'm learning about you. You're learning about me. It's because I'm interested. It's because I genuinely care. Like whoever I speak to, I'm like, oh, that's that's cool. Like whatever you're do- whatever you're doing in the world, it's it's cool. It's cool that you're doing that thing. And and then the other thing you kind of mentioned briefly as well was like your understanding of of where you fit in the kind of bigger almost ecosystem of the world. And I think it links quite a lot to you know purpose and meaning. Because ultimately, I think one of the big reasons that people can feel down is because they're like, I'm working at the tills of Aldi or, or, or like, and you know, they think of that as like, that's not good. And they're like that, ah, no, why am I not here? And it's, it's the premise behind like, ultimately the world is an ecosystem. Uh, I, I did this uh, article recently and it was called the butterfly effect. And it was basically, you know, when you go, you travel back in time, not that you know, but like, you know, like on the yeah. films, travel back in time, yeah and you like squash a butterfly and then everything changes. And it's that premise behind everything ultimately is an ecosystem. So it's everything, even the small things you do on a day-to-day basis. For example, you mentioned, you know, you smiling at like an old lady or you, you know, helping an old lady, but something like that can have a, a ripple effect and it can change everything in the bigger picture of things, which ultimately is really, really exciting. That's, that's really, really exciting. It just proves that everything we do does matter. And ultimately, the bigger people who are the influencers, the people who you aspire to be, they're only there because people care about them on a, on a day-to-day basis. And there's something they've done to actually gain that following of people. It's all exciting, this stuff. Definitely. And I want to break this down because somebody might be listening to this and going, you know, you guys probably have life made. You know, like maybe I am that person working at the grocery store and working at Starbucks and, you know, I am sick of this job. I feel like I don't have a purpose or I haven't found my purpose. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's probably a lot of people right now who are listening to this. How would you respond to that of like, yes, we have to shift the perspective and the mindset to saying, you know, like everything that we do happens at precisely the right time. And like you said, everything is okay at this moment. We don't always know the bigger picture at the place that we're at, but it gets us to that place where we need to be. And that's how I look at it. But what would you say to somebody who's like, I have no clue where my life is going? Uh, I would say I have no clue where my life is going. I genuinely have no idea. I don't know. Like it, I had someone mess with me on Instagram the other day, like similar, similar, exactly what you said. And like, I get it. I get it. Like it's easy for someone who looks like they've got their life figured out to talk about how that it's easy to get your life figured out. I have no idea. Like I literally have no idea. All I do and the way I, you know, keep my sanity and I, I try and push forward is I understand that I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm just trying to figure it out. So 
the biggest thing you can do and the biggest thing that I try and do on a day-to-day basis that makes me happy with what I'm doing is trying to create opportunity. And I'm not talking opportunity in the business sense or any other sense of the word. It's purely just creating an experience to maybe connect with someone who might own a company that might want to invest in your honey collection. Like it's all about, you know, everything is kind of chance, but if you create enough opportunity, it massively whittles that chance down. And yeah, maybe it won't ever happen. Like to be fair, like I I am very much under the impression that, you know, most of the stuff I do will have maybe a community impact, but probably very little scope outside that. And that's okay. Like I'm going to try and, you know, share what I think is the truth or what I think could help. And if it don't, if it don't get there, obviously, yeah, it's not ideal. And it's not, oh no, like I haven't, you know, spread it to everyone in the world, but that's okay. Like it is okay because it's unlikely to happen. Like your chance of, you know, people always go, people always aspire to be the richest or the, the best looking or the strongest or the funniest or the most Zen person ever. And it's like, you're never going to be those things. That's, but that's okay. Like you've got a one in what 8 billion people chance of being those things. The only thing you can truly ever be is the most authentic version of yourself, the most you version of you. And that's the only game we can win. So that's the only game I play because I'm like, I can't win. I'm not going to be, I haven't got the capacity to be a Jeff Bezos or a Elon Musk and have however billion pounds they have in the bank. I don't have that capacity. I understand that. All I can do is I know I'm very passionate and I care a lot about quality of life. So what have I done? I've kind of, you know, progressed my education to the point where I'm doing a PhD. It's taken years. Like this is like a, we're talking like a four or five year process, but I'm at the point where I'm doing research in that subject on the kind of young mental health side. Like I'm working with different chari- charities as a volunteer. I'm not getting paid for this. I work as a volunteer because I want to advise on what I think is correct. Uh, and I go at that with the really great intent of trying to learn every single day. I run my own kind of company. I don't actually make any money from that. I literally have made, made no money from that. Sometimes I get the odd grant and endorsement or whatever, but I don't make any active money. I'm doing it because I think it could help. Like I think it could positively help. Like everything I do in life is just trying to create the correct opportunity. So if the if that thing does happen, if I bump into Kevin Hart in the street, if I bump into a jet, I'm at that point where I'm like, oh, I'm going to give this my best shot. And if they think I suck, I suck. Um, and, and that's all, all you can kind of do. But I just think as well, like there's, if you don't want it, like don't do it. It's like, ultimately, this is all about being happy. This isn't like this, what we're talking about today isn't trying to be successful. It's trying to be happy. Like people always go, oh, like I waste so much time on Netflix, but like, I really enjoy it. I don't know how I could live without it. Cool. Don't live without it. Have it, do it. Like, why, why does the day you have to create always be the day that you dread? Like create the day you want. If you love watching Netflix, book it in your day for like four hours, watch Bridgerton or whatever's in the U S right now. Like just watch it because that's okay. It's all okay. Like, I think that's probably the best kind of example. And it's a very airy, very loose thing way to say, but it has to be loose because you have to figure out what you want for yourself. There's no answer. The reason that Bobby and myself have talks like this is because maybe one thing that we say might trigger you like some stuff in the past has triggered me to go ah yeah I I think I could maybe have an impact in this world even a small one ah yeah maybe I should 
maybe I should focus a little bit on my fit, more on my fitness. Maybe I should focus on my mental health a little bit more. I've, I've been down for like three weeks. Maybe I should put these efforts in. And, and that's what the intent of these conversations are about. It's like going, ah, I've just spoke about it. And yeah, maybe I should try that. And if you try it and you think, oh, now that sucked. Cool. You tried it. Good, good for you. Like, that's it. That's literally it. And, and there's, I've watched every motivational speaker out there. I've watched every person who talks about business success. All of them kind of have the same message. And it's like, yeah, I'm just going to keep saying the same stuff over and over until maybe one thing resonates with you. That's it. Like, and that's all we can all do. Like, if you love Smurfs, like if you love Pokemon cards, talk about Pokemon cards. Maybe it might affect the world. Who knows? Do what you love. Like, literally just do what you love. That's it. At the end of the day, you're happier. At the end of the day, you have more joy. At the end of the day, when you do these things that you love to do, like you literally brighten up a room. It's no longer coming in with that lower energy vibrational level going like, my day was awful. I hated it. I didn't talk to anybody I liked, you know, it totally transforms you when you start to actively do what you love to do. And I think you're right. And I think you, there's something that I've kind of just made up in my head right now. And I think there's like a happiness balance because, you know, when you see these motivational people and they say, ah, oh, I wake up at like 4am and I do my workout for two hours. And I'm sorry, I don't know why I chose an American accent to do that. Um, <laughs> but like, they, they love it. Th this is the thing. They, they like show that you have to hustle. You have to work like 17 hours a day. And like, ultimately, if it don't work, you don't do it. Th there's a balance between not getting where you want to be and then kind of being being not where you want to be also so you have to squidge it down kind of do just enough and just little enough so you're where you're happiest and you're doing your least that's essentially what we're all trying to do here we're trying to do enough that we're happy but little enough so we're not like just drained and we don't have any time to enjoy ourselves so you just need to figure out for you like for me I know being busy and trying to do stuff kind of makes me happy. That's what I gain my energy from. The more I speak to people, I'm like, oh, I'm like a little Duracell bunny. Whereas, you know, if I were to work a norm, a more normal job, I would find it very difficult. And although I would do it, because ultimately you've got to bear in mind, the first thing you should always do is survive. So pay the bills, have a job whatever it is if you don't quit your job unless you have something better to move on to i think or at least something that's enables you to maybe move on with success um but yeah just survive then seek what find your happiness level of i'm just doing little enough that i'm not super stressed out but i'm doing enough that i'm proud of myself and, that, and that's where you need to find it i love that you use the example of like the four in the morning workouts and so mm. forth. Because I recently did this with my brother and he was like, you know, I hadn't been to the gym in a while. I love to work out. I love to run. And it had gotten cooler here in Indiana. And I was like, you know, I'm not running outside anymore. He's like, well, you can join me at the gym. I have an extra guest on my account, but the deal is you have to go when I go. I was like, okay, well, what yeah. time do you go? He was like 5 a.m. So I was waking up at 4.15 in the morning, leaving the house by 4.30, getting to the gym when it opened. Workouts were great. But what I noticed is that my flow in the day 
shifted dramatically. And, you know, I was working out hard for an hour, hour and a half, getting day started. But I realized, you know, I wasn't having my morning time to like meditate and, you know, write. And I was like, you know, this is great and all, but I'm dead tired when it comes to like 8.15 in the evening. And, you know, relationships were sort of dragging. I was getting more irritable. Like I'm tired, I'm going to bed and stuff was slacking my life. So I backed off of it a little bit and I realized, you know, happiness is still there. I shifted the times where I do go to the gym and, you know, you can find that balance. It doesn't take, just because somebody else is doing it and they are happy doing it, doesn't mean that you have to be on that same program. Yeah, I, I think I think social media is so bad for this because I know so many people who, you know, are like, they're always talking about winners and losers. Like winners get up at this time, winners do this. And I'm just like, oh, just like, it's not, it's not about this. I think it creates such a bad culture that if you're not getting up at this time, you're a loser. If you're not working an extra six hours a day, you're a loser. Like most of these people, the reason they're doing this is because they're not happy and they're seeking happiness. And they, that's their fix. That's their focus. That's their purpose. So they can maintain a level of happiness because they feel like they're working towards the bigger goal. If, you're, if you don't have that, that's actually awesome. I would love to be at the point where I could work like a nine to five and come back home and just be like, and watch Netflix and just be happy. I, I would love if I could do that because I would do it. I would do it. I would just have a nice little countryside family. I'd have a few dogs and I'd just live my little life. And that would be so not, that would make me like, if that, if that made me happy, that would be awesome. I can't do that. It don't make me happy. I need to be doing stuff. And I've, I've learned that by trying everything. I tried the being doing nothing at the middle ground. I've tried the other extreme and now I'm about here and I'm like, oh, this, this works quite well for me. I'm doing a lot and I feel like I'm using my time well. However, I'm not dead. And I, you know, if I need two hours to just chill, I can do that. That's okay. Like I, I have that in me. So it's, everyone says it, it's, you know, there's never a one size fits all approach like literally all you have to do is if if you feel down if you feel like you're not in a good place if you feel like you know you're in a dead-end job if you feel any way that you're not happy try loads of stuff and when I say try loads of stuff try the stuff we spoke about today try maybe working out try it for a little bit of time a week try you know meditating for a week just give it a little bit of time and if you're like ah this sucks it don't work for me cool that's not something that works for you yeah, that's okay. But you've got to like try all these things and try and then maybe try a combination of them, maybe do two and just figure out for yourself. Because ultimately, you know, when I was watching these guys, so I watched like Gary Vaynerchuk, I watched the Tony Robbins, I watched all these people who were like huge and they're so successful. And they seem happy and I'm like, that's cool. And in reality, the reason I was watching them was I was almost just like using that as the thing that was trying to make me happy. It was like, it was almost a bit like, they were telling me to do stuff and I'm like, oh yeah, it's like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And then I just wouldn't do it. And it's like, you've got to give yourself permission to do these things. You've actually got to do these things yourself. And it's like, keep watching the videos. That's cool. The videos made me try and change in my life. These different videos, these different things that I saw. But ultimately, as long as you have that understanding of, I have 
I will have to do whatever I want, like whatever makes me where I want to be. I have to do that. There's no, there's no giveaways. There's no nothing, you know, unless you happen to sneak on Love Island by a great application or you get on the X Factor because you've got a quirky voice. Like there's no real giveaways in this world. You kind of have to be good or you have to work damn hard if you want to be successful. But happiness just comes from a place of understanding what you're willing to do and where you want to be. And then the balance between that's your happiness. There you go. Oh, I love that. Let's dive into this a little bit more because like you said, whether you're using Netflix and watching it hours on end night or watching motivational speakers, like you said, Tony Robbins, or even the Gary Vaynerchuks or the David Goggins. Um, and you're consistently listening to that instead of actually acting upon what you know deep down that you need to do. Let's talk about this escaping the reality aspect of like, you know, you should be doing it, but you really don't want to put yourself out there. So, or accept the life and take those steps that you know that you want to take and that you're just going to fill your life with things to escape from yeah no i think that's really good and it comes it comes in two bits like so first of all there is a level of accountability taking accountability for literally everything that happens even more so that even obviously everything you're in control of you should have accountability for at least you should acknowledge that it's down to you but even more than that, even trying to start to scope that out in stuff that's less involved with you, that trying to take accountability for that gives you more control in this world that's ever turning. With what you said about, you know, escaping reality with these things, I think, I think it's okay because I think ultimately there's very few things, bar maybe I've never tried it, you know, one-on-one -on -one counseling or one-on-one -on -one therapy or one-on-one or -on -one kind of personal coaching that can speed up this process. You have to decide yourself, like ultimately watching these videos of these people who were doing well and happy. I must have watched a hundred and the hundredth video, there was something in there, for example, that I would have gone, ah, yeah, come on then. And I got up and I did a run or I did, you know, the mindfulness or I did something. And that's all it takes. As long as you're trying to surround yourself with the noise that's where you want to be, it kind of will probably happen in the end. Like, obviously, yeah, you need to take accountability, but Keep putting yourself in the situation. Again, create opportunity. Keep putting yourself in the situation where maybe you will change. Maybe you won't. But keep putting yourself in that situation where you've got that option. Because a lot of people, what they'll do is, you know, watching these videos that are motivational are better than not what, you know, watching something that's a nothingness. There's a small amount of intent there, which maybe is going to manifest itself. If you're watching clips of South Park of Eric Cartman being really funny. I don't know if you watch South Park, but I love it. If you're watching stuff like that, the only intent is for you to go <laughs> like that. That's the intent where if you want to change, you will likely type in that's Conor McGregor motivational video, da -da -da, motivational video. And you'll, there'll be a small part of you that has the intent that you want to change. And that's good that you've already started a great process there. And all it takes is continually doing stuff. There'll be trigger number two, trigger number three, trigger number four. And then something will happen. And you'll be like, okay, let's go, let's do. And then again, what will happen is you'll do and you'll be like, ah, oh, this wasn't quite what it was cracked up to be. And then you'll go back down again. And then maybe you'll go trigger, trigger, trigger. And then you'll go up. And it's, it's just accepting that you've got to just ebb and flow. Like all this stuff is going to ebb and flow. Like at the start of the year, you know, the last four or five months, I've been ridiculously happy. I've been doing stuff that's been really, and then 
I'll have the odd down couple, not even down couple of days, just days where I'm not quite the same level. And that's okay. It's all good. Because as long as you know why that's happening, that sometimes you're doing a lot and your body just needs to go, I can't be energetic all the time, Jack. Right. I need to relax, mate. So as long as you give it that period of time to just back down, all is well. So to get back to your point on like escaping reality, yeah, obviously people do use the Netflix, the the things that are not real to almost live through a screen and they live through social media, through other people. Oh, look at this, but look at Mike Thurston in Dubai, like doing these amazing things. They live through other people. And yeah, that's not ideal, but maybe, just maybe, it will trigger that thing that makes you want to change. And, you know, it, it happens eventually. You will, like, if, you, if you've not had much luck with relationships, if you are shy talking to people in a bar, obviously with COVID, that's not possible. But if you are, eventually, if you keep striking out, you'll get to the point where you learn enough to be able to talk to someone with confidence or to the point where you just don't care and that works quite well. You're like, oh, let's just give it a go. And it is, it's just literally about putting, again, putting yourself in that situation where maybe just maybe you'll change. Maybe just maybe you'll meet that person who changed your life. Maybe just maybe you'll do that thing that changed your life. And, and that's all you actually have control over. You're not in control of whether, you know, Kevin Hart's going to bump into you on the street. You're not in control of these things. You're in control of creating the potential opportunity for that to happen. And, and that's where the focus has to be. And ultimately, on the other side of that, that's where success and happiness is because you're constantly putting your best foot forward. And that's a great thing to do. You should be doing that. You should be showing the world how awesome you are because that's important. Like you are awesome. Whatever you're doing, wherever you are, there's something in you that's unique. And, you know, as I say, you, there's, you're already in a 400 trillion to one odds. So you've already won the lottery 10 times over. If you're in a UK or US, you've already won the lottery 15 times over again. So you're in a pretty damn good place. Like, and ultimately, whatever age you are, it's all good. You, you've still got time. You can figure it out. Like I was chatting to a, a 19 year old the other day. And it was someone who, again, they went to me, oh, Jack, you've got it all figured out. man. like, why, why don't I have it figured out? I'm like, mate, you're 19. You know what I was doing when I was 19? I was hung over on the sofa with a Domino's delivery guy coming in, coming through the door. That's what was happening. Like, that's what, that was my life. And yeah, that seems like an eternity way now, but that's okay. Like it built me to the person where I'm like, yeah, you know, hangovers, not for me, not for me, not for me anymore. Dominoes, yeah, maybe on the treat, but not kind of every day. So you have to have these experiences to learn. Like, and I think as you progress throughout life, you start to realize that the biggest traumas, the biggest obstacles, the biggest things that you have to overcome shape you in the biggest way. They create the most amount of opportunity for you. When you have that big breakup with that girl that you thought was the love of your life, oh no, I feel that sucks. Why is she rejecting me? Why'd she hate me? You start to analyze yourself and you start to understand, okay, you start to take a little bit more accountability. You start to maybe think, oh, maybe these are the things I could do different. Maybe I need to select that person in a different way. Maybe my body is making me feel these emotions because it actually wants me to change. It wants me to do better in the next situation. So I move forward in this world. So You've just, got to, you've just got to accept that everything kind of in the least cliche way ever, it actually does, when you break it down, it kind of does happen for a reason. Emotions happen to make you change in that next situation. Once you understand that, you're like, oh, I'm sad, but that's what should be happening. You know, the reason a lot of people are like feel that, you know, really depressed and stuff is because the emotions that they're feeling, they think are abnormal. They're like, why am I so sad all the time? It's because 
your body's trying to make you change. And yet, you know, we, we're, we're going to move away from the mental disorders and the conditions because that is slightly different, but definitely, you know, mental well-being on a, on a general population basis. A lot of the time it's just because our emotions are going, yeah, that situation sucked. You should feel sad. It sucked. It was really bad. We don't want that to happen again. So I'm going to make you feel a little bit sucky for this period of time. Okay, we're back. Okay, we can go again. As long as you just learn from all these situations, that's kind of what it's all about. And that is the key right there. Learning from those situations, like accept the emotions, be in those emotions, and then learn from those emotions. Because I think the point where it gets into sort of like this hamster wheel is when you don't learn from those emotions mm -hmm. and then you keep getting yourself back into those same situations. Absolutely. Uh, like 100% what you've just said is, is so, so true. It, it's literally about like the, the big circle is understanding who you are. And bearing in mind that can always change and it will change. That, that does change. Okay. Plan where you want to be. Where do you want to be? Plan for it. Next little circle here. Okay. Let's, let's try and do those things I've planned for. Cool. You've done those things that you planned for. What's the outcome of those things? What have you, have you had a reward from that? Has nothing really worked out well? Okay, let's evaluate those things. Let's understand what was wrong, what went well. And then it feeds back into who you are as a person. And a lot of the time, that's, that's a nice, simple loop, but we have obstacles to this loop. So we have things that will constantly happen. So for example, many of us have an ego. So some of my friends who over lockdown, they're like, oh, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to work at Tesco because I'm an engineer. And that's, that's below me like that's that can't do that and it's like why are you letting your ego get in the way of money and you know feeding your family how ridiculous is that and you know there's other things that we've talked about today like you know a lack of accountability comparison all these different things are going to be obstacles but the the more of a kind of a mental health or progression toolkit that you have so the things that we've discussed today the mindfulness the meditation the fitness all these are the personal development tools the more we build on those tools more resilient we are for these obstacles, which makes us able to complete that circle of growth. So it's relatively structured. It's relatively structured the way we can look at these things. As you say, it's just about stopping those obstacles, enabling us to complete the circle of learning. And then almost it becomes this spiral where you start going out and going out and going out. And then finally you reach the end goal. Oh, I love this, Jack. I could talk to you for hours on this stuff, but you know, mental health, well-being, how the mind works, how mindset works on all of this. As we begin to wrap up here, what's one of the greatest blessings for you over this past year? Over the past year, I think life's, life is exactly what you make of it. It's, it's all about perspective. So I'll give like a really brief story just to end with. So in the first lockdown, prior to the first lockdown we had in the UK, I had a girlfriend, we broke up had some family issues, um, job wasn't in a great, amazing place. I had a really bad week. Like after I had a really bad week, I was really down. Not depression, it was just a really bad week and it sucked, it was horrible. Second lockdown came, had a similar situation, broke up with a girlfriend, had some family issues, moved to a new location, didn't know anyone. And since then it's been the best five months of my life. So I, in those two situations, had a very different perspective on what life could be. And instead of looking at, oh, this, you know, you know, people wouldn't have blamed me for saying, for crumbling in that moment, but I didn't, I looked the other way and I thought, you know what, maybe my life could be this. And I created opportunity and I did those things that we talked about and my life's been great ever since. So those bad points are always going to lead to better points, but it's all about your perspective on the world. If, if your perspective on the world right now is the world sucks, 
you need to change some stuff. You need to either do some different things or hang around some different people or read some different books because you don't want to have the perspective of your life sucks because it can get better. It hundred percent can, and it can get better quickly as well. I a hundred percent attest to this. Like life can get better. You have to see it. You have to shift the mindset. You have to shift your perspective. And you're right. Everything happens for a reason. And it got you to the place where you're at right now, where you're happy and joyful and inspiring so many, Jack. Legend. I massively appreciate it. Out of interest, just while we wrap up, what's, what's your take-home message from the last year? Ooh, definitely go through it with grace. Like you don't know what situations are going to come up. You don't know how life can transform, like for both good and bad. It's one of those things where, you know, instances of work can instantly be gone of what you thought was going to happen. And you can either look at it as like, this was the worst thing ever that happened to me or in my view, it's been the greatest blessing. Like this is the first time in probably 10 years over the past year that I've been in two cities, predominantly the whole entire year. I've lived in a house the whole entire year. Like some of these things that in your mind, you're like, oh, that wouldn't it be great if like, maybe I can settle down. I don't know if I like mindset or ready for that coming from the travel life where, you know, you're eating out all the time. Um, but I've had so much joy getting back into it, getting back into cooking, like having this sort of stability and then the blessings that can come from it, the family time, you know, finding this podcast and this new joy of connecting with people and bringing that element back to life and just going through all the changes with grace. Amazing. Amazing. So Jack, it's been amazing speaking with you today. Where can people connect with you and learn more about you? Yeah, cool. I, I wasn't actually expecting a plug, but hey ho. Um, so yeah, I, I have Instagram. So Jack Hayworth three. I'm sure it'll be tagged in this video or something. And then the stuff that I'm doing with the the kind of mental health work is the Life Coach, um, which is on Instagram. So yeah, just give it give it a look. And if you like it, like it. If you don't, don't follow. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will make sure to include all of the links wherever you are listening or watching to this episode. It will be in the caption notes and you can connect with Jack. Jack, like I said, I could speak with you for hours on these topics and just dive deeper and deeper. So I appreciate you so much for coming on sharing your knowledge, um, sharing information and having coffee with me today. Amazing. I didn't have a coffee, but I had a virtual one in my mind. So <laughs> take it easy, Bobby. Yes. And for those of you who are watching today and listening, and I just want to leave you with this piece of advice. Do something today for you. Do something today that's going to get you to that place to be better, that brings you joy, and that brings you happiness. And that has been a wrap on today's episode of Coffee with Bobby and Jack Hayworth. Have a great day. See you later.